welcome to Death Holler, the place of haunted hearts and haunted homes. We welcome you to Death Manor, the home that boasts the most ghosts. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Take a look around. You might see someone that you recognize. Do you hear those voices? That's just the Reverend Dr. Death and La Arena. They're so happy to see you. Sit back and relax. Make yourself at home. Your new home. And remember, when you're in Death Holler, listener discretion is always advised. We hope you enjoy the show. Man, this episode seemed like it was never going to happen. Am I I wrong in that? I mean... (laughs) You're not wrong. It's one of those episodes that we get that are kind of cursed, you know, where it's like we're trying to make things happen. And then we'll have like, uh, obviously, you got sick. uh, I had issues. um, Then we had studio situations. Yeah, it it, it was a struggle to get here. What was one of the other episodes? Well, the one that never that you couldn't if you can't find the the history. I mean, the what was it, legend or whatever? I, yeah, I think that one's completely gone. So it's like it's sad because it's like there. It's like you the ghost is there, but the actual body isn't, and it's horrifying because it's like I don't want to let go of the of the what the files that I have, but what happened was the files. It looks like they're there. It just like they're all out of order, and I don't know how to put them in order. The only thing I'd be able to do would be to take your audio and to fake it until we make it. And that was a pretty long episode. So I'd be in here by myself just responding to your recording. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. It's and I'm still recovering from, the, you know, from the vids. Oh, so yes. Yeah, the COVIDs. So my, yeah. So my energy levels are an all time low, which is not the greatest for recording. But, you know, it is what it is. The show must go on, as they say. At least we just get to sit um, on our butts and talk. So but that can even <laughs> that can be hard. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is also like and this is going to suck for this episode slightly. But like I I feel like I'm I'm going to have to remember things as we go along just because like these these movies have kind of like came and went in my mind you know already and i'm you know on to other things but hopefully we'll get back as we get back into it they'll you know things will come back and i'll remember more about what i was going to originally say you know before everything happened but um one thing i wanted to mention hubby he, he was with me when i watched one of them at least uh you cannot indicate whether you thought i liked the movie or not because we are introducing something a little new in the future where both of you, I'm not going to watch the movie. Obviously, I'm never around the Reverend when I watch movies. But <laughs> I can't be around you anymore when I watch these films. And I'm going to have to use my poker face. And you guys are going to have to determine whether I liked the film or not. Your judgment is going to get, well, mine's going to be because I was hella high when you were watching that movie last night. Okay, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> Do you think you remember how I felt about the film? Yes. Oh, okay, well then, okay, then you definitely can't indicate um, so yes, in rewatching one of the films last night, the hubby got to get all of my, you know, excitement or not on how I felt about it. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that towards the end. On to you, Reverend. Well, uh, I was just going to bring up, uh, course HHN 31 oh, happened. Yes. We went to Orlando and, um, 
I can't remember what ranking of houses I sent to you, but I kind of got a vague memory of it in my mind that I can kind of go over. So Dead Man's Pier is number one across the board. Oh, Anybody yeah. Says otherwise. Everybody said know. that. I don't know what you're thinking if you say otherwise. Although, I will say this. Uh, coming out of the weekend house, I think that the Generation Z, that's their favorite house because everybody that, that came out that was of that age was just like over the moon. And I'm just like, what the hell are you guys smoking right now? Well, you let know, me mention whatever. something in, re- in reference to that. Everybody, even the people who love the weekend, I'm kind of mediocre on him. I don't hate him. I don't love him, but I do enjoy the music. Everyone talked shit about that house. So what I think happened is the expectations were so low and it actually turned out to be pretty decent, halfway decent anyways, that they were like, holy shit, I thought this was going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those houses that lowered expectations helps it a lot. Um, still, it, it, the second time going through the house, uh, it did drop in my rankings from the time that I told you. Like it was the first house we went through. I was kind of impressed by it the first time I went through because I rock bottom expectations um, and lighting effects. Some of the stuff they've got in there, like gore wise and all that, are pretty good. But going back through it, like the scares are all the samey. It's like you've either got a version of the weekend himself, like you know, with either bandages or some kind of demonic face. Or you got those chicks that look like they're straight from Resident Evil, you know, uh, hoochie mamas, basically, throughout <laughs> the house. And they're either tearing him apart or they're, you know, enjoying the, you know, the bloody mayhem. And that's literally the house. Like, if it wasn't for the lighting effects and some of the other things in that house to kind of, you know, give it a different vibe and the music itself, like, it would have probably been near the bottom of my list. But the, some of the stuff in the house brought it up to around five. I, it, it settled at five for me, you know, out of ten. Yeah, which is um, not half bad, but I'm t- <laughs> it's not, I mean, I swear to God, it was just so aggravating coming out of the house and hearing like the younger people just like so over the moon. I'm like, what? Have you ever been to a scary movie before? Do you even know? It? They're like, that is so frightening. I'm like, it wasn't, but okay. You know, you know what's you, sad is this is the thriller of their time. Yeah. Well, and somebody <laughs> pointed that out that if they have, if the one thing about this house is if it opens up more music houses for HHN and it brings in thriller, then by God, it was worth it because I think Thriller would be an awesome house. Oh yeah. Zombies and all that. So, um, so dead man's pier. Number one, uh, number two, I think I'm going to give it to Halloween. I didn't know. I wasn't going to give it to that, but I went through it multiple times and they did that movie justice. It's really good. It's, there's uh, multiple fake out scares in that house that I yeah. really love. Like they've got they've got multiple Michaels. Like one one that really got me. Like I was not expecting this. There was a Michael down this alleyway, and it's right before you. It's right before this big nice vacade they built of the house itself. That's about halfway through the you know the experience, and uh, and then I was looking at him and I was like, okay, there he is. He's going to come out. No, by God, there was one that was right beside of me that popped out, and I was just like, okay, you got me. That was good. You know, I wasn't expecting it. I do remember that and, one being uh, pretty fucking fun. And um. There's there's a house of mirrors near the end of it where there's a bunch of Michaels throughout that and you never know which one's going to move. Like the first time I went through, the last one was the one that got me because he was the one that moved. And then going through it, I was like, yeah, I'm waiting for that motherfucker. And I swear, if another one didn't pop out or you know move as I was going through it, so I'm like, you got me, house. You did good, you know. Um, 
Bugs is probably my third. No, I take that back. I, I forgot Monsters. Monsters is so well themed that Legends Collide. It ha- it has to be my my number three. And it wasn't I, cheesy because I, re- I was kind of thinking that one would be a little cheesy. No, it at least in Orlando they've got it set up like it's this archaeological dig in Egypt. Like you go in there and they've got like I mean it, you know it's got the sand you know in places. It's like you you know they've dug down and they've uncovered this like temple of Anubis or something, and then you're going through the the ruins of this temple and you're seeing like in in constantly the Wolfman, the Mummy. They're the two primary ones in the house. They they've kind of oversold Dracula in this, but anyways. So anyways, those two are constantly like popping out in different places along with like these different Egyptian scenes and they're really well done. I mean, they're, I mean, they've, they've got it themed well. It, it looks cool. Uh, and then even the interaction with Dracula, Dracula toward the end of it. I mean, they've got some cool scenes where you kind of see like a shadowy version of him turning from a bat into a man and, you know, different things like that. Uh, and the end is cool because you can go through the house multiple times and there's a different winner, quote unquote, at the end. Like one time we went through and it was uh, Dracula holding the Wolfman's head. And then another time that we went through, it was the Wolfman holding Dracula's head. And it was hilarious because this woman was so scared that was behind me that she was looking off to the side. And that Wolfman scare actor had to literally hold that Dracula face right next to hers. And then when she finally turned around, she like jumped back <laughs> like five feet. It was <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> but, um, yeah, really well themed. They it's their property, so Universal knows how to use them to their effectiveness. I enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, Bugs was was my fourth house. Uh, it was cheesy in all the great ways that I hoped it would be. It was like that typical nineteen fifties almost Fallout style humor, you know, where it's just like welcome to the world of tomorrow, and then like you know things just go off the rails, and then you know they got all kinds of like. The, my, the thing that disappointed me was that that house suffered the most in even just the three days we were at HHN of, of just damage. And, I, and, and this is one of the reasons why you want to go multiple times if you can to, to HHN because the first night we went through, it was perfect. Like everything was functioning. We got the full effect of it. The second time we went through it, there had been a bunch of rain down in Florida. Oh, yeah. And, and it had destroyed these two uh, uh, TV screens they had outside that were showing like just these massive bugs or whatever to kind of get you in that vibe. Those TVs were no longer working because of the, you could see the rain droplets on the inside of them. <laughs> so I'm assuming the, the water got to them. And then on the inside of the house, my favorite thing toward the end of it was there's this little maggot puppet that they had. It was just, I mean, so cheesy, but funny, you know, and cool. Like it was just like, you know, like poking out of this wall, like as you was leaving and I swear to God, when I was leaving the second time, like somebody had punched it or something where it was back in the hole that it was supposed to come out of and it was completely broke. And I'm just like, you know, this is the reason we can't have good things, people. This sucks. This is you why know? we can't have nice things, folks. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed the second time I went through it just because some of that stuff had happened. But I did, But it was a fun house. And the effects they did on the, the, the scare actors were really good because they were – I mean, they basically had like maggots and other bugs like sticking out of their face. No. Like they had been like like they were burrowing in. No, thank which you. Is a creepy effect. Get away from me. <laughs> um, of course, I said the weekend was five. Um, samey, you know, it it was what it was. Uh, I would probably say Chupacabras was my sixth. Wait, I thought hold that on. They did a good hold, please. Gotta ask, was there jiggly bandaged nurse titties in the weekend one? Because in Here's Silent the Hill, they're real jiggly. 
<laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. They they were dressed where they very well could have been, but a lot of the scare actresses mm-hmm. uh, were not well endowed, and I hate to say <gasps> that, but they were not. So I don't know if that was an intentional decision, but you know, well, that's false advertisement for the commercials they've been posting. So, alrighty, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, let's go back. Chupacabra. Yeah, it was uh, number six. Say it uh, right. I I'm just kidding. The- I enjoyed it. It was uh, one of their slasher style houses where it was just a lot of like, you know, people jumping out with knives. So it got a little samey that way, but they had cool chupacabra puppets that kind of livened it up a little bit. So I liked that. Wait, people jumping Um, out with knives. What that, what does that have to do with chupacabra? Okay. The story for the house is, is that that town holds a chupacabra festival that they basically take tourists and feed to the chupacabra so that they can pacify it. I like that. Okay, that works. That works. Yeah. So you're basically getting murdered by the people in that town so that the chupacabra gets appeased is what it amounts to. And they can keep it at ease, maybe. Yeah. And that's what they're they're hinting at. Um, uh, Number seven, I'm trying to think of the other houses, maybe Spirit of the Coven. I did enjoy like aspects of that house but it it really got samey like toward the end because it and it didn't really have a good story to it toward the end it was just like you started going in like this root cellar and then the farther down in these tunnels you went the more satanic you know the witches got and that was about it that was but i mean it had some cool scenes um as far as that goes number eight uh let's see what else they had there they had oh descendants of destruction yeah, I wanted that house to be a lot better than it was. That's when you go into the um, the abandoned like New York tunnel, and uh, you you had like these mutants or whatever from fallout radiation or whatever that were like hunting you. They had one cool scene in it, which was a subway train that you entered, and they they and I got real heavy fallout vibes from that. But then the rest of the house was just basically like people that were like you know slightly bandaged or you know like they they had. I don't know. They they worked in like this. I mean, the makeup effects weren't spectacular to me, and it was just them like you know acting like they're going to cut you up and eat you. I was just like, eh, I can take <laughs> it or leave it. I've seen it before. You slasher know, pass, Reverend. Deal. Slasher pass. Uh, that one was a uh, uh, was a pass. I did not care for it. I think it was expectations too because I read so much about it. And everybody was like freaking out, saying it was like the the farther you went through it, the darker it got. So there was more like lighting things that was going to mesh with you and it really wasn't the case. So Yeah. And then uh, number nine would be Blumhouse and it would have been number 10, but it did move up the last time we went through it just because oh. whenever that, that, that house is decked out with scare actors, it does work better. Um, I don't I don't know. I've heard people say that Black Phone was their favorite half of the house, but I tended to like Freaky a little bit better just because it was more fun. Like Black Phone was a lot of the grabber just popping out and like, you know, saying something really loud or, you know, or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. there he was. Um, I didn't necessarily like how they did it, though, because it was a complete separation of the two houses. Like you literally left one house that was built through the Fast and Furious queue, the rides queue. Mm hmm. And you had to walk a short distance, and you went to a totally different house. Hmm. So, I mean, it was like they didn't integrate them at all. It was oh, like okay. completely separate. Uh, um, but it was dead last after, the, I mean, the very first time I went through it because I was just like, why? I mean, and, and the wait times for that house toward the end of the, our time there, 
getting toward the weekend were ridiculous. Like you could go to the Dracula or, you know, the legends collide monsters house and, and it only had like a 30 minute wait time. Whereas it was an hour plus for Blumhouse. And there's no reason for it because that house was not that good for that hour wait. I don't know what people are thinking. Well, people don't you know, know that. And if they liked the movies at all, which clearly the movies got <clears throat> pretty decent reviews, I am not at all surprised that they had those long wait times. I guess there's that, yeah. But even the weekend, I mean, didn't have wait times like that. And I thought <laughs> that was going to be the big draw for that, you know, and, event. Yeah, and that's funny because a lot of – a lot of buzz around that good and bad, you know, which just goes to show. Well, I guess, I guess it doesn't go to show because obviously it wasn't busy out here in LA. It, it has up to two hour wait times for the peasants. So, yeah, but but um, yeah, and then finally that hell block was the last one on the list, and it. It definitely cemented itself as number ten after the last time we went through it because that's one of those houses that was a last minute addition. And you could tell, like, I mean, there was no theme to it. It was just a bunch of monsters, like, thrown into one area, and they would just pop out randomly. But the thing that hurt it was that a house like that with no theme really needs for its, like, scare actors to be just on top of everything and getting you, like, left and right as you go through it. Yeah. And the second time we went through that, uh, which was the last night we were there, there was holes everywhere where they were missing scare actors. Now I've heard they've had several people quit since the beginning of the event. So that could have been the reason why, but that hurt that house so much because if it wasn't constantly popping, it wasn't, I mean, it was just dead bottom, you know, that fucking sucks. I've kind of heard the same thing out here. Ironically, uh, where it never rains in Southern California, it's been raining a lot out there. So I'm a little (laughs) concerned um, oh, it rained so much on us Thursday night, and I think that's kind of what led into the COVID, us catching COVID anyways, yeah. but it was so bad and rainy, like we literally only went to like four houses that night, and we were sopping wet, and it was miserable, and I was just like, yeah, this sucks, I'm not, you know, and we couldn't, and we, that was going to be one of our like scare zone nights, where we just sat around at the scare zones and kind of took pictures of those, they don't run when it's raining, so oh, we didn't yeah. even get that out of it. It's so dangerous. It, it really sucked. I heard none of the houses, both in Orlando and Los Angeles, I heard none of them are prepared for um, rain. Like, they, they, they're not made for rain. They're, well, there's two or three houses that are good in the event of a rain down mm-hmm. there right now, and that's Dead Man's Pier, uh, Halloween, and Hellblock, all because their queues are either covered as you're going into them or at least partially covered, or the houses are inside their big studio buildings. So you're good once you get inside the building. It's just that you're the if you're standing outside, you're part of the time you're out in the queue, you're going to get rained on. So, um, and I would say Hellblock was the best for all of them because they had it, the queue for it actually was inside of the Blue Man Group building. So you were covered the entire time you were waiting for that house. Oh, nice. Even if the house sucked itself. So there it goes. Um, okay. But. Scare zones are really good this year. They were better than they have been in the past. Um, the uh, the one that was the biggest disappointment for me, though, was the Scarecrow, the Reaping one or whatever, because that's a number one house for most people, and they convert to a scare zone, and everybody thought it was going to be great because they had that mini uh, haunted house built into it where you walk through, like, the uh, barn, mm-hmm. and uh, scare actors would, like, you know, it was closed in so they could get to you. They never had one scare actor in that barn the entire time we was down there. Oh, Not boo. One. And it has a setup 
for those bungee jumpers, you know, like where they jump down from the rafters and then pop back up. Yeah. I saw the setup for it, but there was never anybody down there. That so I was like, fucking yeah. fucking sucks. And it wasn't raining the entire time you were there, right? No, that last night we were there was perfect. Like you couldn't have asked for better weather in Florida. It was like 70 degrees. It was sunny. I mean, wind was blowing. It was perfect. And there was still nobody in that scare zone like that. So now for the viewers who have not been able to attend Hollywood Horror Nights, or maybe that have and don't know this, when you're in line, you should be paying attention because they give you the information about the house. They give you the backstory. Can you think or can you tell us, is there another way to get that backstory for people who say may have express passes and just get to walk on through? How would you get the backstory? You're just going... You need to read them before you go into them because, like, actually this year, they didn't do as good of a job giving you the backstory before you got in the house. Okay. And I was, I thought that was interesting. Like, going toward um, Legends Collide, the monster's house, like, every house they've ever had in that space, they usually have, because it's the way that the line is built going to that area is, is so long, or, I mean, just a straight line, basically even for express pass people because where they, that house is actually bad for express in a way because where express connects into the main line, you still have a ways to go. Like it's not, it doesn't fit funnel you to the front like the rest of them do. Yeah. Uh, that house usually has like speakers set up and they usually give you a story. Well, they did that down there, but not all the time. Like one night we was down there and you heard, it was like this audio log from the Wolfman as he's traveling the oceans to Egypt to try to find this, uh, you know, uh, gem of anubis or yeah. whatever and that's cool but the second time that we went through that house it wasn't playing i don't know why it wasn't raining that night so i don't know why uh, they didn't have it running but it was just it wasn't there so. they have things in front of the house that you can read about them though uh they don't even have that not at orlando it's just okay. like literally see and and the weird thing is in 2019 our very first year there like that the house that was in that building where legends was at was uh, Graveyard Games. And the whole story behind that house at that time was that these punk kids were going to this graveyard and defacing it with graffiti, and then they were getting attacked by the spirits. It was actually a cool house. But actually what they did for that one to give you the story is when you were outside the house, it was like it had a fake Facebook pulled up on a fake phone like being projected onto the building. Yeah. And you could read what the kids were planning to do inside the graveyard oh. before you ever went inside the house. See, that's the kind and of thing, yeah, that they – it's you almost need that. A lot of people are saying, hey, guys, by the way, if you have Express, you might want to find out where you can information about the house because you need to know the story when you go. Some of them you need to know the story. And this is specifically in Hollywood. So I don't know for sure – yeah, uh, Bugs was probably the best this year for that, just because the queue leading into it had one of those like, like I said, when it was when it first worked, it had like those those TV screens, and it was just like you know, uh, yeah, exterminator for all of your bug needs, you know, like it was like selling you the uh, extermination service that you were getting ready to see malfunction inside of the house. So yeah. And it, and it had a nice facade built outside where it was like, welcome to the house of tomorrow and brought to you by Exterminator or whatever. You know, it had all that built into it. Um, the facade for Descendants was pretty cool because it looked like a broken down, like post-apocalyptic subway entrance. I like that aspect of the house better than the actual house itself. But um, And they always have good facades built outside the that tent that they had that in anyways because last year they had a that puppet's house, which was like a broken down, like 
uh, it was like in California or something like there was like this old opera house that had been like, you know, after the uh, earthquake had like imprisoned all the people who had attended this puppet theater or whatever. And you were basically watching as like the, the, you know, the psychotic uh, troop or whatever circus troop was like, you know, going like cannibalistic and all that and eating the people that, you know, uh, were still remaining because that's all they had that they were trapped there and you were entering and getting trapped yourself. So it had this cool broken down, like, you know, house vacate built outside of it. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do that a lot this year for a lot of them. And I don't, the, the pier, the, the, uh, dead man's pier didn't need that though, because when you first step, set foot inside the building they had that built in you they had like a courtyard built for like this new england town that had like the cold wind pumping it had like the wintry sound of like wind and there was like you know snow built on the ground you had the facades for like the stores and the shops and stuff for the town and then up above you had like a functioning lighthouse that you also saw on the other side once you were in the pier. So that house was perfect from the get-go. Like, it gave you the story right as you entered, you know? Yeah, Dead Man's Pier is fucking kicking ass across the U.S. <laughs> like, between both uh, Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood and in Orlando, Dead Man's Pier is getting, like, top raves because there's people that travel to both of them to see both, and I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... Um... It was really cool because you get out onto the actual docks themselves as you're getting ready to enter the boats, and like they had like this thunderstorm effect. I'm building. sorry, like they did you lightning. say boats? Yeah, yeah, they had like you you went onto the actual boats that like the that were docked at the pier. So oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> And they, I mean, they just had all kinds of cool effects in that house. You, as you were going, like they had that thunderstorm built in. There was like lightning strikes that, you know, with flashes of light, the thunder. They had like water droplets that hit you as you was going through there, like you were getting rained on. Um, you saw like this one ghost, like wailing woman, woman in white spirit. Speaking of this episode that we're getting ready to talk about, like she was on that the the bow of one of the boats and she was like, you know, singing like her death siren song or whatever. And, Looking and they for had, her like, children. Up, uh, well, it, well, I guess it was implied. <laughs> Maybe she lost them at sea or something, but it was, they had a cool light up effects on like the spirits. Like, I mean, like, there was, there was undead, like, creatures that just, uh, undead sailors that popped out at you, but then, like, there was actual ghosts, and they had, like, these multi-light effects to make them, like, shimmer and stuff, and that was a cool effect, so. All right. I really enjoyed that. They should have got that Titanic. Oh, stop it. <laughs> got the actor to be a zombie. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the main one. And Celine Dion could have sang in the background. That or they could have done the horrible, like, kazoo version of the song. There you go. <laughs> um, what we do in the shadows is completed for the season. Have you watched it yet? No, I keep telling the hubby. I'll get it now, though. They haven't. <laughs> it's been out. It's, I, know. I like the it's, binge watch. It's, this new season's pretty good. If nothing else, just watch it for Laszlo and Colin. Like, they, they, I really like what they've done with the two of them this season. Um, Nadja's interesting. Um, uh, Nandor or whatever he's he's got his own thing going on this season too but like it's Laszlo and Colin that I that tuned in for the entire season because it's actually got a story payoff when you get to the end of it you actually feel bad for Laszlo and I didn't think the show had that in it but it does so we do love a Laszlo um American Horror Stories you can skip Uh, I've heard nothing but trash about that 
Yeah, I only watched two episodes of it, and they were supposedly the best episodes from people who recommended them to me. And they even told me, they was like, don't watch anything else. <laughs> like, those were literally the best they had to offer. Don't waste and your time. And if anybody's interested, those episodes are Facelift and Necro are the two that I've heard the most or the best about. And because Necro's really fucked up. Like, I mean, I didn't know what to expect going that episode, but there's a reason it's called Necro and it might have to do with, you might want to add Filiac to the end of it and then go from there. Like that's what that story's kind of about. So I haven't watched <laughs> American horror story since that, that one season when they got like way off the rails with like the politics and stuff. It was like, uh, Oh yeah. That's when he checked out. Although I didn't mind I that, that one. Was cult that you're talking about. Noah. that, yeah, he, that was real happy so politics. bad. I was like, Oh, what are we doing? Oh, I thought it was. Uh, wait, wait. Why am I thinking? I'm I'm probably mistaking for the purge election, uh, but wasn't it kind of centered around that? Not oh purge. yeah, but I think it was uh, the election season. I think was called cult, wasn't it? Like, wasn't that the name of it? Because they they were trying to hint that poli- uh, that people who are heavily into politics are basically in the cult of their own. But they they of course they didn't give you know the political left in the yeah. United States like their due. It was no, all they toward, didn't. You know. They, yeah, they actually, they kind of shitted on everybody, which was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. So I didn't hate that season. They didn't shit on everybody. They very distinctly picked a side and just trashed all over it. Kind of did, but there There ain't no kind of. That's, it was very heavy handed. I don't know that you finished it. It was so, I did. I watched the end. Okay, well, that's. Because they ended up killing the dude at the end. He took one side and he went with it. No, I didn't. I just, (laughs) when something's that heavy handed, how can you not taste it? It's, uh, I don't know, it, it, they're, they're getting that way with all kinds of stuff. Like, there is so much coming out about the Lord of the Rings and how they're basically making uh, a Numenor, like the, the, the Isle of Man, into the, uh, basically, like, Trump, you know, politics. You know, like, they're heavily, like, nationalistic, and, and uh, they don't like people to come from the outside. They don't like the elves because they're foreigners and all. It's just so stupid. It's like, do you really need this in a fantasy uh, of all things? Like, do you really think you're, I mean, and we'll get into it with this episode. The movies that we're going to cover for this episode are like way better at social commentary because they're, they don't, that it's there, but it doesn't like throw it in your face and say, see see this is what we're talking about this is what we're talking about it just slaps you with it you know yeah. it's like um it's you know it's it's better if you're going to deliver a political message you need to work it in uh, organically to your story and not browbeat your audience with it that's yeah. why people don't like some of this woke bullshit but anyways um also watched barbarian yesterday i thought that was really good i hella want to see that i've heard uh, yeah i had a um one of the noobs at work that's like oh my god you like horror films you have to watch barbarian <laughs> uh here's the thing about barbarian that you have to go into i don't know who is uh, the same people who say that they're scared by barbarian i'll give them a little bit of credit they're, they're still better than the people who said they were scared by dr strange too but they're not much better than them. those people, if you understand what I'm saying. Scared by Doctor um, Strange too. It's supposed to be a horror film. Like, they kind of... In what fashion? That's... That undead, when they saw an undead Doctor Strange, it scared the shit out of them, apparently. Well, it's a horror I, I, I film. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but Barbarian is a horror film. It does have tense moments. It actually is very good at setting up tension. I would give it that. Like, it is one of the best movies I've seen in a while... Like, just because of the angle that they're going. Because when you're dealing with, like, these weird dark tunnels and you can't see beyond what 
the actors are seeing with their like little you know phone flashlights it, it, it builds tension because you know there's something in the darkness you know yeah um they also do i think they do a really good job in the barbarians doing with the story because you know how like it, it's one of those stories that that like treats its audience like it's actually got half of a brain cell i mean in the sense that like it cuts like a hard, hard left, like it went like very early into the movie. And you're like, what the fuck is going on now? Like this is to it's tonally different. It's a different setting. And the movie doesn't give you shit about it. It doesn't tell you it's like, Oh, this is California, you know, meanwhile or whatever. It just says, here you go. Here's a new location. Here's a new actor roll with it. And it just, and, and it does that not once, but at least twice in the movie. And it just, it cuts and then it goes somewhere else entirely and it lets, and it relies on you to keep up. Cause if you don't, that's on you. I mean, Man. it gives you the clues, uh, to figure out what's going on, but like it, but it doesn't like, it doesn't give you any subtitles or anything to let you know that, you know, it's, it's gone to a different place. Yeah. I have um, a hard time with those for sure. <laughs> um, and I really, I really like the fact that the, the, the director, the writer, whoever was in charge of coming up with that, like trusted the audience enough to figure it out. Like the second time it does that, it, it really requires you to be caught up. Cause I mean, you're seeing a similar location, but it may not be in the same time period that you were in previously. So you gotta, you gotta roll with it and go, you know? So, um, but the main thing I would say to people about barbarian is when you go in to watch the movie, it's to me and it, it's, it's good. I mean, it's a good sort of cheesy, but it has B-movie cheesiness to it. And if you're not ready for that and you're not ready, because, I mean, it even ties into the title of the movie. I'm not going to say why, but it does. And if you're not ready for that cheesiness and you're not ready to at least laugh it off and enjoy it for what it is, you're going to get Rick Rolled like Malignant did me the first time that I watched it. You're going to go in thinking I'm getting a super serious movie, and it is at times, but it's... Uh, you got to play with it. I mean, you got to roll with the cheese because if you don't, you're going to be just walking out saying, fuck this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I'm not going to give anything else away about it. Go watch it. The trailer sets you up for enough for what you need. The actors are really good in it for what, uh, for what they're given. I mean, they give you the story. They give you the reason to root for them or not to root for them. Um and uh, Justin Long's in it. So if you've <laughs> missed him from, uh, you know, scary movies since Cheapers Creepers, he's back. And um, he does, and he is comedic in this. I mean, his character is the is kind of the, the, the joke of the movie. So you have to go in knowing that. All right. But uh, I think I've talked long enough on this. How about we get uh, let the good folks in and get this thing rolling? Let's let them in.